Today I want us to look at how to worship and honor God when you're actually wounded. When you're hurting in some way. Because we all get wounded in life. In some way we get wounded. We get hurt. And when you get wounded, all of your attention goes to your wound, right? You ever hit your crazy bone on something? Yeah. <laughs> you get wounded, all of your hurt goes right to the wound, whatever it is. Hit your funny bone, stub your toe, or get cancer, or whatever you do. All the attention goes to your wound. And that's normal. That, when, when you have that immediate crisis, that's normal. But listen, when you get wounded... We should do something a little bit more, a little bit different. When wounded, most all of us turn all of our attention to ourselves. But then as our wound is healing, as time is going on, we forget God in the process. Our attention is still on the hurt. It's still on the pain. And God's forgotten. So how do you keep on worshiping and honoring God when you're wounded, when the, when the pain doesn't stop, when the healing isn't yet there. How do you keep worshiping and honoring God? Well, I'd like to share with you this morning that you just follow the example of the most wounded person in history. You know his name? Three letters. Job. The most wounded person in history. You see, in one day, his life was wounded in the worst ways that you can be wounded. In one day, four of his employees came and gave Job four different messages. Message number one, your oxen and your donkeys have been stolen and your servants killed. Message number two, your sheep have been destroyed by fire and your servants killed. Message number three, your camels have been stolen and your servants killed. And then message number four, your house has been blown down and your ten children killed. Whew. One day, less than a 24-hour period, Job lost most everything. One day, Job was wounded in most every way possible. And then if you go on and read his story, in the next few days, he was wounded in the one way he wasn't wounded in the first day. He was wounded physically. The Bible tells us his body broke out in just horrendous sores. In today's terms, we'd say that Job, who was a farmer, Job lost his tractors, the oxen. They pulled his tractors and tilled the ground pulled, you know, the implements and tilled the ground. The workforce, the servants that planted and harvested and, and, and stored the crops, his hired hands, they were gone. His trucks, the donkeys that pulled the crops from the fields and into the storage, they were gone. His food, the sheep, his clothing, the sheep, they were gone. Transportation, the camels, they were gone. The shelter, his house, his family, his children, all gone. In just one day, financially, he was stripped. Physically, he was enduring now 
sizzling sores and looking at starving. Food gone. Emotionally stinging over all of the loss. Especially his children. Mentally, he was stuck. What's happening? But in the midst of all of that, we need to understand that spiritually, Job was strong. He was strong. When Job was wounded, what did he do? He turned to God. In the midst of all of that loss, he turned to God. He turned his attention from his wounds and he looked up to God. He turned his attention from his tragedies and he worshipped and honored God in the midst of them. Folks, when you are wounded, do you look at God or at your wound? Man, most of us look at the wound, the thing that we've hurt. Do you continue to worship and honor God? Or does all of your energy go to attending to your wound? When you are crushed by a crisis, I want to share with you this morning, when you're crushed, keep worshiping. Keep honoring God. For Almighty God is worthy, amen? He is worthy. But the question is, how do you worship and honor God when you're hurting, when, when the pain doesn't stop, when you're wounded? Write this down, first of all, to truly worship and honor God. Tell him about your wounds. Tell him. That means tell God exactly how you feel. You see, sharing your feelings with God, trusting God with your feelings, is literally an act of worship. And that's what Job did. He didn't try to handle it all by himself. He looked to God. He's saying, God, I don't know why. I don't understand. I've been following you. But God, I'm coming to you. And so that's an act of worship. God, I can share my feelings with you. And the Bible says this. Look at this. Job stood up. He tore his robe in grief. A Middle Eastern way of showing grief. And he shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground. And look what he did. And he worshipped. I'd probably just fall to the ground. And say, oh, God. You know? But he worshipped. You see, when Job was wounded, when he was in shock, when he was in anger, when he was in grief, he stood and tore his robe. I can't believe this is happening to me. Happening to me. That's shock. Why is this happening to me? That's anger. I've lost most everything. That's grief. But then he worshipped. He worshipped. Now, when you feel those kind of things and you tell God about them, that's one of the ways to worship God. God, I don't understand, but I know you. And I'm not giving up. I'm not looking anywhere else but you for help. And so you tell God about your, your wounds. So what do you do when you have those kind of feelings of, of shock and anger and grief? Well, you don't repress them. You don't suppress them. You don't just express them to people around you. So what, what do you really do? What, what, what's God want you to do? He wants you to confess them. Don't hide them. Don't, don't press them down. You tell God about them. God, I don't like this. God, this stinks. And you know what? God can handle all of that. <laughs> he can handle your anger, your hurt, your frustration, 
God can handle all of that. The thing I think that God liked about Job is that Job was honest. He, he told God exactly how he felt. Look at this. Job says, I can't be quiet. I'm angry. I'm bitter. God, I've got to speak. And so Job was, was honest. And if you read the rest of the story of Job, you'll find out that he starts off expressing his confusion. He confesses his complaints. He even accuses God of being not fair. And God handled it all. Why? Because in all of Job's complaining, he never stopped worshiping God. He never stopped honoring God. He questioned God. He complained to God. He got mad at God. At times he doubted God, but he kept on worshiping and honoring God. Never turned from him. I want you to know, first of all, this morning, it's okay to tell God how you feel. You don't have to put on some kind of Christian smiley face, you know. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. You can tell other Christians how you feel. You can tell God how you feel. So when you're wounded, the right response is not just to grin and bear it and stuff it. When you're wounded, the right response is to be honest with God about it. That's an act of worship. God, I look to you. This is how I feel. The Bible says, cry out in the night. Pour out your heart like water in prayer to the Lord. God. I've been dumped on God, so I'm dumping on you. (laughs) And that's actually an act of worship. You see, honesty is the best policy. So to truly worship and honor God, first tell him about your wounds. And then, here, write this down. Then trust him while you hurt. While you're in the hurt mode. When the pain has not stopped, trust him. What's that mean? It means you continue to worship God in the middle of your misery. That you trust God's plan even when you don't understand. God, I don't get this. I've been serving you. I've been walking with you. I don't get this. You just trust Him. I think the whole purpose of the story of Job is to ask you this question. Will you worship God if everything in your life goes wrong? Will you keep worshiping God as almighty God if everything goes wrong? Will you? It's a big question. I mean, it's really easy for us to worship God when everything goes right. Amen? (laughs) When everything in the world is sunny, when you got lots of money, when your husband's kind of (laughs) funny, it's easy to worship God. But when stuff starts happening, and usually it just doesn't come in ones and two. It just comes and comes and comes and comes. Will you still trust God if your life doesn't go the way you planned? If your hard-earned possessions are lost. If your family is taken. If your body gets sick. Will you still trust God? That's the ultimate test of our faith. What kind of Christians are we? Because at some point in your life, stuff like that will happen. Jesus says, in your life, you will have troubles. 
So are we going to be stand-up Christians? Are we going to be stand-strong Christians? Are we going to worship God when stuff happens? Will you still trust God? So how do you worship and honor Him when you don't understand, when your heart's breaking, when your eyes are full of tears, you come to worship and you can't even sing the words because you're so choked up? What do you do? Well, you do what Job did. Job said this, I came naked from my mother's womb, and I shall have nothing when I die. The Lord gave me everything I had, and they were his to take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. He's saying, it's all from God anyway. I only get it for a little while. He gives it, and if he takes it away or allows it to be taken away, I'm still going to say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Listen close. No matter what happens, you can join Job in praising and worshiping God, first of all, that he will protect you. And you say, what about my body? He's allowed me to be sick. And, and, and what about my finances and, 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 my, and my stuff? He may not protect all your stuff, but he'll protect your soul. Amen? He'll preserve you and make you ready and keep you ready for the day of heaven. Amen? Oh, you guys are weak on the amens this morning. Amen? Amen. All right. He will protect you. You can worship him and praise him because he is a good and loving God. The Bible says no evil comes from his hand. Doesn't come from his hand. Third, he has a plan for your life. He wastes no pain. He will use even your pain to accomplish his plan in you and through you. You can worship him because he sees the details of your life. You are not alone. You are not forgotten. Your wounds, you're not dealing with them all by yourselves. He sees them and he knows all about them and he's willing to help you. You can worship him because he's in control. He's in control when everything seems out of control. But if you turn to him, he'll bring you back into control. He is all powerful. He's got nothing that's too big for him to handle. We can worship him and praise him in the midst of our wounds because of all of those things. And Job talks about all of those things in, his, in, his, in the word written right there in the scripture. Now, Job's one guy. But now there's another guy in the Bible who also worshiped and honored God in some really bad times. His name is, is Habakkuk. Everybody say Habakkuk with me. Habakkuk. Isn't that an awesome name? It's really kind of a bad name. Well, he wrote this small book at the end of the Old Testament. When his country Israel was being attacked, the, the enemies were coming against them. They were wiping them out. They were killing all of the people. And so Habakkuk says to God, why are you allowing this to happen? God, why don't you stop these people? We're your nation. We're your people. God, stop them. And so he questions God. He complains to God. He's honest with God. But guess what? Habakkuk never stops trusting God. Look at what he finally says. So war is on the people, on the country. Things are being wiped out. He says, even though the fig trees have no fruit, the grapes uh, grow, no grapes grow in the vines. Even though the olive crop fails and the fields, fields produce no grain, even though the sheep all die and the cattle stalls are empty, I will still be joyful and glad because why? The Lord God is my Savior. Can you say that this morning? The Lord God is my Savior? Yeah. And can you say it with truthfulness? Let's say it now. 
The Lord God is my Savior. We can worship Him and honor Him when the stalls are empty. Because the Lord God is my Savior. To truly worship Him, He is choosing to rejoice over the the most important thing here, His Savior. He's choosing to rejoice over His Savior, not His losses, instead of His losses. So how do you worship and honor God? Well, first you tell Him about your wounds. Then you trust Him even while you hurt because your Savior lives. But then third, write this down. Then test His promises. Test His promises. You know, in the midst of dealing with your wounds and pain, I want to encourage you to pull out God's Word and put full weight, like you're standing on, put full weight on the promises of God's Word. Pull it out. Get it out. (laughs) Read those promises and put your full weight on the promises of God to you and me. Now, Job had three friends, and when, when he lost everything, these friends showed up. They stayed up with him for three days. These friends, if you read the whole story, they had some really, really bad advice to give him. But there were a few times when he gave them some really good advice. His friend Eliphaz says, if I were you, Job, I would call on God and bring my problem before him. And so he gave him some really good advice. He said, when your heart is breaking, Job, and you don't know why stuff is happening, turn to God. Run to him, not from him. Now, when lots of people get wounded, they tend to run from God. I've watched it year after year in in a lot of people's lives. They just run from God. But that's the worst thing you can do. Who can help you more than Jesus? Who can comfort you like Jesus? Who has the power to help you like Jesus? Nobody. So what you do is this. You pull out God's word. You put your full weight on God's promises. And you say, God, I need you to make these promises come true in my life. And so you test his promises. You put his word to the test and say, God, I'm telling you. I'm trusting in you. But God, I'm testing on your promise. If this is what your word says to me, God, I'm standing on your word. And so that's what Habakkuk did. That's what Job did. Now, especially you stand on his promises that have to do with wisdom and strength. Because when you're wounded, what do you need more than anything else? You need wisdom. You need to know what to do. (laughs) And you need strength. You need the power to do it. So you need wisdom and strength. The Bible says this. True wisdom and real power belong to God. From Him, we learn how to live and also what to live for. When you get wounded, you can't think straight, so you need wisdom. The Bible says wisdom comes from God. They belong, it belongs to God. So say, God, let your wisdom become my wisdom. In this issue, in this time of hurt, give me your wisdom. Help me to know how to deal with this, what to do with this. And when you've been wounded, you need not only true wisdom, but you need strength. You need strength beyond your own. And the Bible says this, the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. I know a lot of your stories, but I don't know all of your stories. And I don't know what kind of wounds that maybe you're dealing with. But I do know that God is just waiting to give you a strength beyond your own. 
If you will look to him and honor him and worship him, he has a strength beyond your own that comes from his hand to your heart. And sometimes even to your body, to your mind. God has a supernatural strength that he gives to his people to carry his people, to sustain his people, to restore his people. And God's people said, oh man, you hurt me this morning. Amen. Now when you become a Christian... You are not exempted from life's wounds. But the difference is this. You now have, as a Christian, the option of tapping in to God's wisdom and God's strength. A strength beyond your own. The Bible says this. Go to the Lord for help and worship him. Don't give up worshiping. A lot of times we go to the Lord and say, help me, help me, help me. But we stop worshiping. We, We forget God or we get mad at God. Go to the Lord for help, but worship him. Folks, you were never meant to handle all of life's wounds all by yourself. You were never meant to handle all of the losses of life, all the grief in life, all the the wounds in life by yourself. God never meant for you to go through life just suffering in silence, saying, oh, one day I'll be in heaven and it'll all be great. No, you were meant to have the wisdom And the strength of God to help you deal with the wounds of life. Look at this. Another friend gave Job this advice. Don't let your anger and your pain you have endured make you sneer at God. Your reputation, Job, and riches cannot protect you from distress. Nor can you find safety in the dark world below. If you just leave God and say, I'm just going to find some evil way. to, I'm just going to give up on God and go my own way. Can't find safety in the dark world below. And he says, be on guard. Don't turn to evil as a way of escape. Don't turn away from God. Don't sneer. And then he says, God's power is unlimited. He needs no teachers to guide or correct him. Others, it's kind of like others have found this out. Others have praised God for what he has done. So join with them, Job. Others have experienced the wisdom and the strength of God. So join with them, Job, and praise God. Worship him. What's he saying? First, he's saying your reputation and your money, they can't protect you. Everybody gets wounded. Not everybody's protected completely. But next, he says, but when you're wounded and in pain, don't turn to evil to get relief from your pain. Instead, turn to God. His power is unlimited. Tell him about your troubles. Trust him to help you. Put his promises to the test. Tell God, God, I'm I'm trusting in you and I'm trusting in your word, your promise given to me. And then join with all the others who've gone through a lot of stuff and do the same thing. Worship God. Continue to worship and praise and honor God in the midst of your pain. Folks, to truly worship and honor him, tell him about your wounds. Trust him while you hurt. Test his promises. And last, then trumpet His goodness. Trumpet his goodness. Don't you love that word? I needed another T. I need another T word. But I actually like the word. Trumpet his goodness. Trumpet. In the midst of dealing with your wounds, like a trumpet, make a clear, bright, piercing proclamation of God's goodness. 
Yes, I am in this, no doubt about it, but my God lives, amen? amen. And he is my savior. And so you, you, you trumpet his goodness. Now look at what Job did right in the midst of his hurt. Job's wife said to him, are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. <laughs> Husband, just die. <laughs> just give up on God, die. But Job replied, look at this. You talk like a godless woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? So in all of this, Job said nothing wrong. Job, to his wife, trumpeted his stance with God. He blurted out his unwavering trust in God. Then Job went on to say, Though God slay me, yet... I will trust in him. So he's saying, I don't know why this is happening. God may take my life. But if God is willing to let me die, I am still going to trust in him. That is faith. So how could Job continue to trumpet God's goodness in the midst of his pain? I mean, think of his loss. Think of this. Most everything gone. How could he continue to trumpet God's goodness in the midst of his wife's pain? She had losses too. How could he trumpet God's goodness when God allowed such losses and wounds and pain? He tells us right here in Job 19. He says, here's why, here's how. He says, because I know. And don't rush past those first two words. I know that I know that I know that I know that my Redeemer, the one who's going to make it all right, that he lives. And in the end, he's going to stand upon the earth. So what gave Job the power to persist through the pain and not give up? What gave him the power to keep on trumpeting the goodness of God? What gave him the power to keep on trusting God? Job was looking past his wounds. He was looking far beyond his pain. And he's saying, beyond my pain, I know, I know that I've got a redeemer. I know that my redeemer actually lives. And I know that my redeemer is coming back. And so I know that my pain is temporary and my redeemer is eternal. Amen? He's eternal. My Redeemer is the one who wipes away suffering. He wipes away tears from his people. So because I know that I know that my Redeemer, my Savior lives, I can make it. I can make it through my pain because my Redeemer lives. How is he able to worship and honor God when he was so wounded? Because he looked beyond the wound. He looked beyond the pain. At the promise of the coming Redeemer who would end his pain forever. Folks, one day the Redeemer is coming. And he's coming to end all of our earthly struggles. He's coming to heal every wound. He's going to end every pain. He's going to come and take us to our final home in heaven where there is no more pain. And that means that if I end up living in pain for the rest of my life, 
In reality, that's a pretty short time compared to eternity. Amen? One day, because I put my trust in my wonderful Savior and Redeemer, I will go and I will be with Him forever. And there all my wounds will be healed and my pain will be gone. And so this is what I want to share with you as we close today. Because of that, I am hanging on. So I am hanging on because I'm not just looking at the here and now. I'm looking beyond. Amen? I'm looking at eternity. Yes, this hurts, God. This stinks, God. I don't understand, God. But I'm looking beyond to my Redeemer who lives. And he is worthy for me to hang on. Now, I don't know exactly how you've been wounded, but I do know this, that worshiping and honoring God in the midst of your pain results in blessing and healing. Look at what happens to Job. The Bible says, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. The Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life even more than in the beginning. So when wounded, keep worshiping and honoring God, and God will bless you. God will restore you. And even if he chooses to not heal this body, and he lets your life go, is that loss or gain? Amen? (laughs) That's gain. That's gain. Folks, we can try to hang on and hang on and hang on to this life, but I'm ready for Jesus. Amen? Amen. (laughs) If you lived long enough, you've been through enough, you're ready for Jesus. Ready for eternity. I hope that for each one of you. I pray that for each one of you. So, folks, when you are truly worshiping and honoring God, you're telling him about your wounds. You're being honest. And while you're in the midst of the hurt, you're still saying, God, but I trust you. I'm not giving up. I place my trust in you. But God, I am going to stand on your word. I'm going to test your promises. God, make them come true in my life. And God, no matter what happens, I'm going to keep trumpeting, trumpeting, trumpeting your goodness. I'm going to keep telling that people that my Redeemer lives, that my Savior is coming again, and I'm going to keep hanging on to you because you live, and I'm going to live with you. Let's bow our heads. As I pray this prayer, would you... Pray along silently in your heart. Just repeat it after me. Father, I choose to worship and honor you in the midst of my pain. I trust you to deliver me and to restore me either now or in eternity. In the meantime, give me wisdom and strength from your hand to endure my present pain. I will trust in you and I will not give up. Father, all across this room, in every heart, in every house, there's some kind of wound, some kind of pain. And I pray, God, that you'd help us as your church, your family, your children, to learn how to continue to worship you and honor you right in the midst of it all. To never give up. 
to keep our eyes fixed on you, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Lord, we turn to you, we place our trust in you, and we look forward to living with you for all eternity. It's in your name we pray, amen.